This is Pod Populi, podcast for the people. Hello, and welcome to the Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today's brand is a full service vacation rental property management company called Grand Welcome. And with me today is Brandon Ezra, the founder and CEO of Grand Welcome. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you. Appreciate the invite. Glad to be here. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, this is an exciting uh, brand for me because it it contains so many attributes of a business model that I find very valuable. Uh, but you, uh, this is an emerging brand, I would say still, you have around 50 or so locations as I understand it. And you were named by Entrepreneur Magazine in 2022 as a top new and emerging franchise. So congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, a good ride. That is quite, uh, quite the uh, recognition, I would say. So before we dive into Grand Welcome, I understand that you have been an entrepreneur from day one and actually started a business in your early 20s. So can you just take us back to the early 20s of Brandon's life and the journey that led to Grand Welcome? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was never trained to do any of this stuff. So I've been a vacation rental manager for 20 years. Um, my early 20s, I liked to, I was single. I liked to snowboard and fish. And I live in Southern California. So Mammoth Lake Ski Resort is, you know, relatively close by. So I used to spend a lot of time there and ultimately wanted to spend more time there, but have an income and do something. And so vacation rentals, uh, back then, obviously, it's a big part of the town. And I started looking into it and started managing a few properties. And just over the years, built up an inventory. And um, that's kind of where it all started. Wow. So this is an, an industry that uh, I would envision is pretty fragmented. I know uh, I am a huge a user over the past 10 plus years of VRBO or Airbnb rentals. And more often than not, it's, uh, you know, I feel like I'm dealing with more mom and pop type rental, uh, I guess, businesses. So what was your, I mean, is your vision for Grand Welcome? What what did that look like early on and how has that transformed today with where you are? That's interesting. Um, the first year that I actually, um, I'd say I really started managing a lot of inventory in Mammoth was probably 2007. I had about 150 homes or so back then, right? And I wrote the business plan for Grand Welcome yesterday. In fact, I trademarked the name all the way back then. So the name was trademarked many, many years ago. And really, I only worked in the last five years it's become grand welcome. And um, the vision was was exactly that. It was The punchline was a highly fragmented mom-and-pop industry that's ripe for consolidation. So you hit the nail on the head. And um, I saw it pretty clearly back then, and 
you know, I, I saw it more as a corporate thing, like for the Casa or a Wyndham or a Zortquest, which is a big corporate thing, building a brand. You know, Hilton Hotels, Marriott, there's lots of hospitality brands. And as the years went by, I started to build the brand and became Grand Welcome, actually really launched the name, say, back in 2015. Um, I started to realize that becoming a big corporate brand wasn't going to work for vacation rentals. It's, 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 there's not enough margin. It's, uh, maybe more importantly, it's, it is a mom and pop business in regards to highly personalized. You should be in the communities you operate in. You should know the communities. Um, and the property owners, as well, you should have great relationships with them. Big corporate doesn't lend itself well to that. So I started initially buying actually a bunch of companies to do the big corporate thing back in 2016, 17. And I acquired a number of businesses. And then after a while, I took a look at it and I just said, this is not the way to go. Um, I don't see it being successful long term. And then I pivoted to franchising. Back in 19, I made the decision to do it. Um, Everything looked great. Spent a year developing the, the, the system. And then I launched about a week before COVID hit, um, which was an interesting time <laughs> to launch. So it was just, you know, hazmat suits and airplanes and stuff. And I, you know, I said, well, it's probably not a good thing for this year, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but then, you know, we, uh, we, we don't have really much debt in the company. It's clean balance sheets. Financials are great. So we weren't that hung up that year. It wasn't wasn't like we're super sweating. We just, you know, we hunkered down. We signed on a few franchisees, um, fixed a few things in the system, like any new system, you've got to, you know, really just modify things. And then in 2021, uh, I, I really look at that as our first real year. We signed in around 15 locations. Uh, currently, we're at around 50. And we should finish the year at around 60 to 65, approximately. Um, and our inventory has grown tremendously as well. Our franchisees are doing great. I mean, we're signing up. We're, we're well over a thousand properties under management. And next year, that should, you know, grow by about threefold, roughly. And so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's essentially how we got to where we are. <laughs> well, that's incredible growth. And you know, one thing in this industry. So I, I work with clients day in and day out that. Uh, are considering business ownership. And from time to time, I still get individuals that say, why would I want to invest in a franchise versus start a business on my own? And I, you know, I kind of just cringe when I get that because I'm like, well, if you're still struggling with that question, then perhaps you're not ready to explore franchising. But with that said, you know, when I look at a business like Grand Welcome and what, um, how do I put this, uh, you know, everything it takes, because I feel this is very much, I mean, there's a sales aspect to it, but equally so, there's a project management or program management aspect to this because you're managing companies or homes but then you're also managing the cleaners, you're managing any uh, repairs that need to be done and so forth. And one thing that's really impressed me about Grand Welcome is the technology that you have to manage uh, really every aspect of the business. So can you walk through what that technology is comprised of? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, we have uh, tech is sort of all-encompassing. Um, from when a property signs on and gets into the system, we'll onboard into the system. We'll, we'll get it fully integrated um, dynamically into all the channels, Airbnb and Verbo and Booking.com and all this sort of stuff. And it's, it's real-time um, interaction, so bookings come in real-time. Your housekeepers, your maintenance people can all interface with the system to get work orders and to get schedules and what they're supposed to do and when they're supposed to do it. Um, your finance or your bookkeepers in there and full numbers to 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 close out the month. And really, uh, any other part of your, your company is really built in there. So it's kind of a one-stop shop. It's in the cloud. So, you know, you don't have to worry about anything other than just logging in. And it's got a lot of great reporting and a lot of functionality and, um, you know, like any piece of software, it's not perfect, right? Always improvements, but it's, it's pretty darn good. And right now we uh, we we run a, a lot of properties through it, and it's, it gets you know gets the job done. Yeah, and and these are the tools that you know take thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars to develop, and countless hours, I'm sure. And those are some of the benefits, right? Of somebody investing in a concept like Grand Welcome versus starting a property management business on their own. Um, So I will admit, I I am so enamored with this concept that I talked to my son who lives out in Breckenridge, which I know Breckenridge has already sold, but talked to him and said, hey, you know, I think you would be great at this. And how about Vale? Do you want to move to Vale or do you want to, you know, what, what if we tackle Vale together? Uh, he's 27 years old, still kind of deciding what he wants to do. But uh, I did go through the process to a certain point myself. So I got insight into uh, some of the technology and the inner workings. Uh, and one thing when I started the process, I had no idea about was the sales support and the call center. So nobody better to talk through that than you and, you know, what that really means at the end of the day to an investor. Yeah. So when I first built the system, because I've been in the industry for so long and I've done it all right. I've, I've literally cleaned houses and answered phones and I've, I've been doing it for so many years. Um, I wanted to build a, uh, a system that allowed a uh, franchisee to essentially grow without any restrictions. And so I took all the complicated stuff, the revenue management and technology and, and all the, the marketing stuff, and I just said, you know, we'll, we'll take care of that as a franchisor. And you go ahead and sign up property owners and manage and clean and maintain the property. So you don't have to worry about how big you grow. Just go for it and we got you covered. But then as we started to move along, I took a look at guest services, and guest services is a tricky one because you you want guest services to be 24-7 in any business, right, especially hospitality. But in order to do that as an individual freestanding location, it's very expensive and difficult to do. So we decided to say, you know what, we have an optional service right now, which, which might become mandatory at some point because it's, everyone's opted in. And it's 24-7 guest services. And if, if they can take care of the challenge on the phone, they'll do it. If it's something that needs boots on the ground, then obviously they're going to pick up the call, uh, the phone rather, and call you at 11 o'clock and say, hey, like the toilet's leaking, you've got to go and fix it. Um, 
But yeah, so that, that was really important. And the second one is uh, sales. So we do have an optional sales program, um, which comprises of some of the very best salespeople in the vacation industry that work with us. And I'm really not just saying that. They are absolutely extraordinary. And they are available to help sell and grow your business on a commission-only basis. So on performance, period. And so we thought that was important. But in some cases, some of our franchisees might be super operational-focused mm-hmm. and not so salesy. We thought we could help there. Um, the, the ultimate burden of growth, of course, is always up to the franchisee, their business. But we got, we've got some spectacular people to help support that. So from, you know, from the time of signing a franchise agreement with Grand Welcome, what, uh, what is the time required? I mean, there's going to be training and, and so forth, but, uh, what does that time frame look like to get your business up and running? I mean, if you're really just focused, if you're hundred percent all in and you want to just get trained and go for it, I mean, we have been running in about a month. So we've had some franchisees that just came out of the gates firing and just signing up properties really before they were even kind of trained. So that was playing a bit of catch-up, which can be messy, but it did work out well. And so for them, the the, the uptime was zero days. Day one, they had properties to manage. And some people are coming to us with properties already. So, um, and in some cases, some some folks have a delay, which they, like, it's a planned delay. Hey, we're moving from this state to this state, and we want to get trained in 60 days and so on. So it varies, but if you really want to get it going, I mean, it can just just a few weeks. And do you require, because this is a home-based business model, right? It doesn't require an office, home-based business model. Uh, What, on a day-to-day, what does a day in the life look like for, and I'm going to use owner-operator because I know you do allow for semi-passive ownership as well. Once, I mean, either from the onset or as the business grows. But what does a day in the life look like for an owner-operator? And I'll throw in the scenario where they are perhaps utilizing your sales team. Yeah, sure. So wake up in the morning, take a look at the reservations in your system that are checking in today, and perhaps the new ones that have come in. Um, we, we, we produce all the revenue for you, by the way. So once you sign up properly, you never have to worry about the reservations. Like, that's our job, and we, we do that for you. Um, and uh, so check on your reservations. Make sure your cleaning schedule looks good. Make sure there's any maintenance work orders that are going to be followed through with. Then you probably want to get into the sales part of the, the, the day, see where the sales team's at, grand welcome, or your own, or your own efforts, and see where that's, that's looking. Probably early afternoon. Check up with uh, cleaning and, and um, maintenance again. And then, you know, mid to late afternoon, just wrap up the details. That's about it. And this business, I mean, it's going to thrive on continuously adding to your portfolio of vacation homes that you manage. Yeah. What? How does Grand Welcome, from a corporate st- standpoint, help with lead generation versus perhaps, uh, you know, boots on the ground type marketing that the sales team or owner would be doing. Right. So, yeah, we, we have a full brand kit. We have materials produced that vendors that we've selected or ones that you can work with can, can use. 
So the print marketing, uh, email marketing, you know, local ads, uh, local events, things like that are very important. Each area has its own flavor of what works and what doesn't. For instance, like an area like Lake Tahoe is very digital because it's all the techie people coming from, from the Bay Area. Uh, there's other areas that are more like rural type areas where it's, it's an elder type of crowd that owns the properties. And they're more into like postcards or even just face-to-face visits when they're doing their HOA meetings. So every area has its own flavor of what works as far as marketing efforts. But we can certainly assist um, with all of that. And, and when we do currently, we've got a full marketing team. Um, we also help pull the data that's required for um, your areas, for the properties you want to go after, and email addresses and phone numbers, all that sort of stuff. So I, I know you do have some competition out in the marketplace. Uh, and for a grand welcome franchisee, what would the elevator pitch or value proposition be to try to get uh, a homeowner to transition from their current property management company to Grand Welcome? Sure. So if you want local ownership and local accountability with the horsepower of a larger corporate back end, Grand Welcome is a good company for you. So you can have you know, uh, um, uh, specific people doing jobs for you on the back end as a homeowner for revenue management, for quality and technology, but you can have the local touch and feel in the front of a franchisee owner-operator. So it's the best of both worlds. That just rolls off your tongue like it should. <laughs> so, yep, great. Well, it's been a, been about 20 years of, of, of uh, putting together, so it's, it, you know, it, it definitely works well. So, yeah. We don't often lose homeowners, I'll say that much. If we're engaging a homeowner, our franchisees do not often lose that deal. And you're tracking all of those metrics from a retention standpoint uh, in the background then through the technology, I would imagine? Oh, yeah. yeah. We track everything. Yep. Okay. So I love a good success story. So your success story aside, uh, you know, I do know that there's a franchise owner in your system. I don't know his name, but he started with the Nashville market and I believe has gone on to now purchase the Austin territory and perhaps one more. So can you just kind of walk me through what his journey is like? Because I love the scalability of the business and the opportunity to kind of cherry pick also different markets. Yeah, that's Stephen Brown. So Stephen Brown's uh, ex-military, um, ex-service, rather. Um, we have more than 50% of our franchisees, by the way, are ex-service, which is great. Um, and Stephen came to us as a young guy, um, and he came to us, one of our first franchisees, and we helped him get into the first territory, which was a struggle for him initially. Um, now he owns five territories. And within his first year, he won Franchisee of the Year at the IFA, which was pretty amazing for him and for us. I mean, both we were all pretty flawed, but he deserved it. I mean, he just he's just doing so great. Um, and he just went from, you know, from one territory to the next. That's all. So he did one through it saw the success and ultimately went, went to the next. 
And I know, you know, earlier in our discussion, you had mentioned that uh, a local feel, a local presence. So in his scenario, how how is he achieving that local presence? Because, of course, he can't be in all places at one time now that he owns five territories. Well, the, the people that he employs are not a part of, say, a big corporation. They're people that report directly to him. They're part of a small group. So it's very easy to keep the local touch and feel. And Stephen does move around a lot. I mean, he's very hands-on. He's got a business partner that's very hands-on. So they're, you know, they're fully engaged. Um, and, uh, you know, look, at, you can certainly be an investor operator to buy one of our franchises. Totally. I mean, it'll it'll cost more, of course, because you're replacing what would be ordinarily you with, say, a general manager. But it's totally doable. Uh, it's being done now in many locations and very successfully. So there's, there's a couple ways to do it. So you are seeing some of your uh, perhaps newer investors coming in and not living in the ter- territory, but putting a general manager in place from the onset. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. No question about it. And we're attracting some amazing people. We really are. We're um, Grand Welcome as a brand is just attracting some of the very, very best in the industry. We've got a couple of announcements coming out soon of some people that have come on board. And yep, and we're just we're fortunate enough to have great people. You know, we have we have a very good culture here. Um, a lot of good values we actually use. They're not not just a poster in the lunchroom, <laughs> but stuff that. We use every day to make decisions and decide who we are and what we're going to do. And a highly collaborative group of people. Um, now, I'm not just saying that because you know, people that I work with, but I've been in business for a long time, and the, the, the group we have right now is quite extraordinary. So what does your training look like? Because uh, you mentioned, you know, it, 50%, if not more, are ex-military. So that's quite a departure from, you know, the service into property management. And, you know, proudly I can say uh, that I have a client signed in this week with you guys that is also ex-military and is looking at uh, territory in the Keys. Um but what does that training look like? How do you get somebody comfortable that does not have a hospitality background, comfortable in this business and comfortable in their market? Yeah, so training is obviously online. It's in person. Um, it's quite extensive. Um, we walk into all the different segments of the business, the housekeeping and the maintenance and the reservations and just how to work the actual business. But as we all know, when you finish training something, you don't, you don't, you know, keep it all um, mentally. You, you, you'll lose a lot of it. And then we're there to help you with that. So we've got a franchise business developers that are just one person that always works with you year after year, and they'll help you develop your business. But um, it's not just the launch because you know the launch you want to get is your first twenty properties, let's say, right? And then after that, that's kind of an inflection point. Twenty or thirty properties. When you move to fifty. That's now the next level of your business. And we help you with that transition. And say 50 or 60 to say 100, 120, it's the next level. Uh, by the time you get there, you're, you're pretty good. I don't think you need us much anymore for your growth, but, but we can help with it. And so for us training, there's initial training, get you going, get things happening, um, get the process started. But for us, the training's multi-year because we're 
we're, we're hoping to see you grow to be as big as you can in the area and support that growth. So aside from, uh, you mentioned military backgrounds, what are some of the other backgrounds of your franchise owners and or some of the attributes that they have that you look for in your ideal candidate? Sure. I mean, wow. Um, I mean, really everyone you can imagine. Um, people who have worked corporate jobs, people who run little businesses, people who run family businesses. Um, all different ages, men and women. I think it's as varied as you could possibly get. So I couldn't pinpoint anything in particular other than people that have a strong desire to put in a lot of hard work and work towards um, a business, something that's hopefully a generational business. The great thing about friend, about not only franchising but vacation rentals is most of these smaller vacation rental companies and areas have been around for decades. So the company I purchased in Mammoth originally had been around for almost 40 years, and that was 15 years ago. It's almost a 55-year-old business, and trust me, it's made money every single year. So these are businesses that once built up, once these people with hard work and focus have built up, should really um, work for them for a very long time. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned generational wealth and, uh, you know, and so forth. So. One thing I get asked a lot is, you know, a franchise agreement is typically 10 years. Uh, You know, what happens after that 10 years? Well, you should most often have the opportunity to sign again and continue. Um, But is, how do you, how do you, or how do you plan since you are a young company to help your franchise owners with exit plans? Sorry, to help them with what? Exit plans. Oh, exit plans. Well, I mean, there's lots of ways, right? I mean, uh, if they want to sell their business, we can introduce them to people to help sell the business. Uh, we can help in and itself with the sale. Um, we can, uh, you know, if they want to exit and pass it on to a family member, we can help with that transition and retrain people. So I think, you know, those are probably your two biggest ways that you would exit for the most part. Um, and, yeah. We've done a lot of it, so we can help with that easily. All right. Well, I have a lot of good information today. Um, from a total investment standpoint, uh, can you walk me through? Uh, I know you have different tiers of investment based upon the number of properties in a given market. Is that accurate? It's more the revenue the properties will produce. So some, you know, if a property is a super high-end property like Aspen is different from a little little bitty town that has much smaller, less valuable properties. So sure, no, I'm happy to walk you through it. So, you know, our, um, our sort of uh, vision for the company is to support short-term rental communities worldwide. That's, that's in fact, that's literally our vision. That's the other down. And um, that means very small ones to very big ones. So we don't want this just to be good for people who live in the best areas. We want be able to support, even you know, albeit less profitable for us, still support people that live in small areas that, that do vacation rentals and give them an opportunity. So we start out with a very low tier system, a tier one, uh, which is $15,000, pretty small investment, all the way up to tier two at forty-five, tier three seventy-five, and then top tier, tier four at one hundred five. 
Um, and this just represents the, the estimated revenue for that area. And so it allow really it should allow anyone to really buy into a territory and afford it, which is very important for 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 us. And um, yeah, and seems to be working pretty good. And those values you mentioned, those are the franchise fees, correct? But your an investor will need some monies above and beyond that for different yeah. things like well training, marketing, and so forth. Correct? Yep, totally. So yeah, we. We're, we're south of um, 170K total investment, and that's for the very, very top tier, top investment. But obviously, if you're a tier one, it's $15,000 investment in a little small town that has two, 300 vacation rentals. You know, I don't imagine your investments very much because you're really running the business yourself. It's a very, it's a small mom and pop operation. You want to get to 20 properties, super seasonal. So I think in that case, it's going to be a, a pretty, a pretty low number. Um, but, you know, return on investments, all that counts, right? Absolutely. So, low number, but your return's great, then awesome. And same with the high number, I suppose. So, Brandon, on a last note, what are some of the hot markets that you're hoping to grow in in 2023? Oh, man, there's, there's, there's really too many. We, we've got a short list of 50. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, you know... Um, we, you know, we expect to be about double the size end of next year, so maybe about 120, 130 locations. We've got a list of about 50 that are just really we consider just home run locations in the U.S. Um, you know, I'm sure many of you know who they, what they are in your state you live in. You know where the good vacation locations are, right? right. Those are them, and every state's different, and, and there's a lot of them. Um, so we're 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 focusing on on getting those, but really more than that, we're focusing on just getting the right franchisee partners. That's more important. So we get a great partner come in, someone that we believe can, can work well with us and we can help support them. Um, that's definitely the most important thing for us yeah. above the territory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. it, it has to be a good fit. And at the end of the day, it is a long-term mutual relationship that's being entered into. Well, well, Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I'm excited to watch the brand grow and hopefully my son will call me up here one day soon and say, let's do it. So, um, You've got to do, do Vail. Vail is incredible. I'm surprised nobody's snatched up yet. Vail is incredible. Well, we spend two weeks there every fall. I just, I have fallen in love with it. So yeah, I would love to see that happen. Well, again, thank you for joining me today. And for anybody listening, if you are interested in learning more about the grand welcome concept, please feel free to reach out to me at stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Thanks and have a great day. 